With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Tuesday, January 9th, 2018, and welcome to episode number 442 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, I am Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you as we all get set and get all set and all that good stuff to talk about our favorite subject of all time here in the radio network, that being, of course, professional wrestling. Yes, indeed. We, of course, always start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment, which will be brought to us tonight by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice. Representing you tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Geronimo. J.D., of course, is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer. He is also, of course, part of the team that brings your WWS Raw Radio, which you can hear every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Also, bring, also coming in tonight, bringing us uh, uh, today in wrestling history, of course, also some birthdays uh, tonight, uh, is, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer, and also, of course, another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team every Monday afternoon. Also joined us here uh, tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, is a Raw Radio contributor and, of course, a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer. He is uh, the he is known, of course, in all of our radio network circles here as the Heartbreak Kid. Uh, but of course, when you think of his name, you got, you got, you got to think back to that old classic '60s uh, sitcom Happy Days. Uh, where, where of course, is the one character that always, always uh, cheered whenever he went. <laughs> it is Fonzie, yes, indeed. Uh, we, let's first off, let's welcome uh, JD, John, and Fonzie to episode 442 of what will be an explosive and dynamic uh, revolution. It's starting yeah. to warm up. Yep, it's starting to warm up a little bit. However, but it might get cold again. You never know because JD. Uh, Sunday, 19 degrees. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a hot, cold week, however, but I'm just saying now, things are going to be heated tonight, and then things are going to be melting very, very quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. Both of these gentlemen are absolutely right there, folks. Of course, also our live video feed tonight comes from a group we haven't been on here for quite some time, and that group is called Facebook Wrestling Community. Uh, If you'd like to join us for the live video feed for episode 442 of Revolution tonight, Mm-hmm. Uh, so join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wrestling community united if you'd like to join us there and I'll leave some comments there, thoughts and opinions uh, about anything and everything about our show tonight. <clears throat> and of course, 
If you're joining us through, of course, the, 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 the original method, of course, TalkShoot.com. Phone number is always 1724-444-444. Call ID 138055-POUND. Those magic six numbers, by the way. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about here this evening, which also will include, of course, all thoughts and opinions of what happened uh, last night on Night Raw. Plus, of course, a few little extra fun things we'll be doing here tonight. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll keep you apprised as to what they are here, of course, as the show does go on. In the meantime here, let's go and get things rolling here with our wrestling statement here tonight. We're here to bring us all that uh, exciting wrestling uh, news uh, stories. Of course, the Iceman, J.D. Jared D. Girolamo. J.D., what is going on here in the wrestling news scene this evening? Well, we have got a lot of news in the last 24 hours, so buckle up, guys. We're ready to begin the news wire. First off, however, it has been announced that several legends will be appearing at the WWE Monday Night Raw 25th anniversary show two weeks from this next Monday in Brooklyn. Among the names that have been announced so far, The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, D-Generation X, JR and Jim, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, Ric Flair, Nikki and Brie Bella, The New Age Outlaws, The APA, The Dudley Boys, and yes, folks, Ric Flair will be showing up, however. John has also told me, however, he has heard from several sources that also rumors are talking about that possibly maybe Ted DiBiase might be making a special appearance, too, along with X-Pac. So we will watch this very, very carefully. Yep, we'll have to wait and see. Meanwhile, that same night, there will be a title match, as was announced last night on Raw, as The Miz, however, has demanded to Kurt Angle a rematch against Roman Reigns for the IC title. Speaking of the so-called A-lister, as he calls himself, he has agreed to a deal with USA Network, along with his wife, Maurice, that they will be airing six 30-minute episodes entitled Miz and, Miz and Mrs., as they will be doing a new network reality show, however. No word yet, however, when this will air. Meanwhile, however, the Mixed Match Challenge is starting to heat up as four more competitors were announced today. Among the competitors include Bailey and Elias, Shinsuke Nakamura and Natalya. Also, however, believe it or not, it was announced, however, that... Right before SmackDown air tonight, the next team was announced. Becky Lynch and Sami Zayn will be participating in the, the dance. Meanwhile, speaking of Raw, however, last night, Enzo Amore received four stitches to close an eye injury that he suffered in his cruiserweight match with Cedric Alexander. In addition to that, however, no word if he busted his ankle in the matchup with Alexander, but also there was an interview he did with Corey Graves, I guess, before the show, earlier in the day, or after the show aired last night on the network. At the time, however, Enzo seemed to be real fired up in this interview, however, and definitely let his anger come through in more ways than one, no pun intended. Among the highlights that were listed in the interview, however, he talked about he does not talk with Big Cass anymore whatsoever. In fact, he talked to Corey Graves about this, however, and here are some of the comments that he made. I wish him nothing but the best, referring to Enzo, he said about Cass. Am I going to do business with him? That's one thing, but nothing. How many times do I have to tell you that? Me and Cass don't talk anymore. I wish him nothing but the best. 
Honestly, Howard, nobody ever wants to see a guy get hurt because this is how we feed our families. This is how you do it. You get paid to wrestle, all right? And the WWE provides great health care, and when you're injured, they take care of you. When you're not on the road, but you're not making the same money as the damn champ, not when you're not on the road. Now, Big Cass on Amore trashed him on Twitter. He went on and said, I think what he said, Howard, on Twitter after was completely classless. He can run all his mouth, however, all he wants on Twitter. He wants to make fun of me of my in, for my injury. When he got injured at Payback last year, I was right there escorting him to the ambulance, carrying him over my shoulder when he got injured in NXT. He broke his leg, and I literally carried him up the stairs of our apartment complex onto our couch, and I carried him back into the car when he had to go to physical therapy. Stuff like that literally carried him over my shoulder. And this happens to me, and he says this shit on Twitter. F him, dude. He's a pussy, and he thinks he's a tough guy. He can run his mouth all he wants, but he's a little bitch. He showed me the type of human being he is, the type of actual person he is. He's classless, and tell him he's a bitch. Also, he says in the interview, Howard, that he pisses excellent and criticized Corey Graves, Howard, about his following skills. In fact, the interview ended abruptly when he spat a piece of apple in Graves' face, Howard, and told him, are we done here? And Graves quickly told the uh, cameraman to cut the interview short and left the interview, however, mind you. Meanwhile, Samoa Joe will be out of action, however, as he will not be competing in the mixed match challenges. He apparently got injured last night. According to reports, however, from a source, however, we understand that Joe suffered a right foot injury, however, mind you, and as a result, however, he will be kept out of action, however, and be reevaluated sometime later this week. During his matchup, according to WWE physician Chris Amann, reports say that Joe felt a pop at the bottom of his right foot. They said that they'll take a look and believe he has a rupture, which is a thick tissue rupture under the foot. They will get an MRI to confirm, but treatment could include a period of immobilization in a boot with crutches and rich plasma injections, which necessarily means he could be out for the rumble and maybe out till mania, if not after mania. We will keep you up to date with the story, but also, in addition to that, he has landed a role in the cast of the new Transformers animated series as he will voice the character of Predaking. The cast will also include Star Wars actor Mark Hamill and Sons of Anarchy star Ron Perlman. And finally, however, mind you, however, we have the Raw ratings for you, however. They scored a 1.92, however, mind you, last night, despite the fact they were going up against the championship ball game. 2.76 million viewers watched on the game, uh, 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 down from 2.865 last week. But the big winner turned out to be college football. 27.4 million watched the game last night between Alabama and Georgia that saw Alabama and Nick Saban win the title game in overtime. Congratulations to both teams, but congratulations to Bama for winning the title. And also, we understand that WWE had a low show attendance figure last night throughout and throughout the weekend, as reports are saying, however, about this injury. And uh, let's see, we have heard, however, uh, we're just trying to find something else. I think we've got uh, nothing else to report right now, but uh, like I said, that's just some of the stories. But we do not know as far as Enzo, if Enzo's going to miss any time due to this injury he suffered last night or if he will be back on 205 Live tonight. But we know next week that the Mixed Match Challenge will happen, however, and we're not sure if following that 205 Live will be on or if they're finally going to yank it off the air. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, along J.D. along with King and W.O. Jawar K. Smith, 
is King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And if it doesn't fit, they always find a oh, way. Oh, real quick, sorry. Real quick. Uh, I found out the person, sorry, real quick. I meant to tell you, I did find out the other person. It was the Miz and Oscar, however. And this is, like I said, the story, however, this is, like I said, however, uh, yeah, this is what he said in the interview. This is what he said, however, mind you, however. Uh, this is what Enzo also said in the interview real quick. He approaches each day as it'll be the best day of his life. He wakes up in the morning like Ricky Bobby's. He pisses excellence. He goes back to being able to finish the match with Caswell, his former partner, yeah. was able to. And he goes on to say, however, mind you, however. Uh, Graves brought up their personal problems with each and this is how it came about, however. Last year, Graves sent out a tweet saying he failed as a father because his son was an Enzo fan. Enzo tweeted back that Graves failed as a wrestler when they put him in a suit and tie and told him to sit down. Enzo talks about getting a concussion in his pay-per-view debut and that he was back in the ring in two weeks. Graves, with his concussion history, took the shot personally and calls it a low blow. Enzo says a low blow is the way he won his first title. But then Enzo slaps the title around and says that Graves never had one of these. Graves shoots back about having one in NXT and Enzo basically blows that off as being nothing important. He talks about Graves' son doing the Enzo dance when he played baseball last year, and that makes Graves a great father. But he's still a terrible commentator wrestler. With that, Enzo walks off and Graves looks at the camera and says, yeah, I think we're done here. So apparently, once again, Enzo continues to be a total, utter dick. <laughs> well, it sounds like. And of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that big time combination. Yes, indeed. Let's see what John has here in the wrestling history here for tonight, January the 9th. <clears throat> 59 years ago today, which would put it at about, I do believe, 1968. Yeah, 1958, that's right, 1958. In St. Louis, Pat O'Connor defeated Dick Hutton to win the NWA World Heavyweight title. O'Connor, during his run, would go on to be recognized as the first AWA World Heavyweight Champion. <coughs> Excuse me. But as he did defend the championship within 90 days, he forfeited the title to Vern Gagne. Oh, okay. Uh, 56 years ago today, which would put it at 1962, I do believe, yes. In Minneapolis, Mr. M, Bill Miller, defeated Vern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. As he was AWA United States champion as well, that title was vacated and subsequently retired. <laughs> 25 years ago today, which was put it in 1993, in Boston, Massachusetts, Bret Hart and Ric Flair wrestled in the first ever 60-minute Ironman match for the WWF title. Hart won the deciding fall with 18 seconds, giving Hart a 3-2 victory over Flair as he reversed a figure-four leg lock into an inside cradle. This match wasn't televised as it was on a house show. Oh, no one I've ever heard about that. Uh, 23 years ago today, which would put it at, uh, let me see, 1995, at the Summit on Monday Night Raw, Star Trek star William Shatner. Oh, where's my hair? made a guest appearance on the King's Court and had a confrontation with Barry Waller, which had to take Waller down to the mat. After the confrontation, Bret Hart came out and celebrated with him. Next week, Shatner was in Bret's corner as Bret Hart took on Jeff Jarrett. 
Like this was Shatter's last WWE appearance until 2007 when he inducted Jerry Lawler into the Hall of Fame. guest host for February 2010, introducing the return of Bret Hart on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calm down here. I'm talking. Okay, no problem. 18 years ago today, we put it at 2000. ECW presented Guilty as Charged from the Batwell Memorial Auditorium in Birmingham, Alabama. The players won the ECW World Tag Team titles over the team of Tommy Dreamer and Raven. Fifteen years ago today, we put it at 2003 on SmackDown. The honeymoon between Doll Marie and Al Wilson, of course, Tori's father, went worse. Just one week after they were married, Doll Marie found her husband Al and called in communities to get Al to the hospital. Don announced that Al was dead. But stay tuned. As John says, there's more to the stories we'll talk about next week. Okay. Well, we can't wait to hear about that. Well, in a New Year's Revolution from the Coliseo de Puerto Rico in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, that's Fonzie's original home, by the way. Yeah. We're in attendance. With 
And this was Jerry Lawler's first pay-per-view singles match since No Way Out of 2001. Kane defeated Gene Snitsky, Kane's first match back since October of 2004 when Snitsky injured his larynx at Taboo Tuesday. Also, Triple H won the World Heavyweight title over Edge, Benoit, Jericho, Batista, and Randy Orton with Shawn Michaels as guest referee. The match would be Edge, Benoit, and Batista's first ever Elimination Chamber matches. Mm-hmm. Last time the first Elimination Chamber was SummerSlam, which retained the World Heavyweight title. The win gave Triple H his 10th reign as World Heavyweight Champion. Twelve years ago today, we put it at 2006. Uh, um, on Raw from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Edge celebrated his first WWE title reign by having live sex with then girlfriend Nita while he's in the Hershey bar, by the way. Uh, <laughs> 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 actually, the, the, the chocolate melted, by the way, before they were again. Uh, <laughs> I'm making the bad cracks, okay. Edge had cash in his money in the bank briefcase. Briefcase had won at WrestleMania 21 when he defeated Kane, Jericho, Benoit, Shelton Benjamin, and Christian. Edge would keep the briefcase for a total of nine months until he captured the WWE title at New Year's Revolution against John Cena. After Cena had successfully retained the belt over Carlito, Kane, Chris Masters, Shawn Michaels, and Kurt Angle in the fourth Elimination Chamber match. However, as Edge leader were getting down to business, Ric Flair, the Intercontinental Champion, who Edge had wrestled just hours before winning the WWE title, came out and told Edge and Lita that they were both dead in the bed, but not before telling Edge that he proved that he was a bad champion, igniting an in-ring brawl between Flair and Edge, with Edge battling back and hitting a one-man concerto on Flair, busting him open as Edge returned to the ring, presumably to resume his business with Lita. John Cena came out. Attacked Edge and knocked him out of the ring, then delivered the FU to Lita. Cena found Lita in her lingerie and Edge's rated R shirt to, to <laughs> Lita. And Cena hit the FU, like I said, to Lita. The show received a 4.3 rating, but the live sex celebration got a 5.2, making it both the most watched segment and most watched show since Raw returned to USA Network back in October of 2005. Mm-hmm. That would end up one of the most watched episodes of Raw in 2006. Yeah. The last segment that got a 5.0 rating prior to the oh, horizontal oh. tango <laughs> was the WrestleMania 21 contract signing between Triple H and Batista. Batista made his decision, and that was the face to Raw champion Triple H. Nine years ago today, we put it at 2009, WWE announced that Stone Cold Steve Austin would take his place into the WWE Hall of Fame class of the night before WrestleMania 25. That same day, a lot of people among WWE staff were let go. Receiving their pink slip was two former Intercontinental Champions, one of them being D'Lo Brown. D'Lo had been in the WWE since he, when he was a jobber in 94 and did make his official WWE debut in 97 as part of Farouk's Nation of Domination. D'Lo, D'Lo did win a couple of championships by winning the European title over Xbox in the summer of 98, and also the Intercontinental Championship over Jeff Jarrett in August of 99. D'Lo won the European title record setting four times. That feat has only been duplicated by Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, and Rob Van Dam, all of whom would eventually become world champions in their careers. D'Lo took time off in 01 to join Ohio Valley Wrestling, but did make his return to the WWE again in 02 as part of the Raw brand and joining Theodore Long, 
He was then released from his WWE contract in February of 2003. He did join Team May until making his return to WWE in the summer of 08, defeating the yeah. Team mm-hmm. his return. His appearances on television would become a lot sporadic. Would become a lot sporadic. Val Venus would also be, be the next to be released as he was also a part with D'Lo Brown in the 1990s. Or in early 98, Val made his debut in the WWE, given the porn, given the porn star gimmick. Just a few months into his debut, he would win the Intercontinental title in February of 99, defeating Ken Shamrock, and would also win the European title as well in December of 99. He would then join Right to Censor in 2000 until the group disbanded in 2001. Val returned to the, o- the O2 Royal Rumble using his gimmick and would be a part of the SmackDown brand. They went back to the Raw brand as Chief Morley as part of Eric Bischoff's group. But in 03, Val used his gimmick again and kept it to his release in, in 09. Kevin Thorne was also released. He assigned a, de- a de- developmental deal with the WWE in 2002, and then was assigned to uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. He was then called up to the SmackDown brand in April of 2004 as Mordecai. He debuted against Mordecai at Judgment Day, winning a few matches, <clears throat> but the Mordecai given mm-hmm. dropped Ray Mysterio. He was supposed to have a feud with The Undertaker. Yeah. Mordecai did return to Ohio Valley Wrestling and would be released in July of 05. Uh, he would make his return in June of 06 as part of the WWE's ECW brand as a vampire. His first appearances on ECW on Sci-Fi saw him appear in several vignettes. He would make his ECW debut on July 25th. He stayed there in ECW until his departure in 09. Sam Neely was also released. He didn't really do that much, but served as Chavo Guerrero's bodyguard as Chavo had a feud with Kane in 08. Two referees were also were also let go. One of them was uh, Jimmy Corderas. Yep. Corderas <clears throat> refereed the WWE in 1987 and would also be a part of, of, of Owen Hart's death incident on May 23rd, 1999 at Over the Edge. According to reports, Hart yelled that Corderas could move because Hart didn't want to land on Corderas, but Hart's foot still made co- contact with Corderas' shoulder. Oh, Corderas is referee in the KFAB storyline in oh, late 1999, which led him to be beaten up by the striking refs at Unforgiven in 99. He was also a part of the Kurt Angle Daniel Pewter incident in 2004. He also played a minor part in what would be JBL's last SmackDown wrestling appearance in May of 06 against Rey Mysterio for the world title, in where JBL got the original win, but Corderas spotted Mysterio's foot on the bottom rope and restarted the match. Corderas was pulled off the road briefly due to health issues. He did return to work thereafter in November of 2008. Reason Clint Corderas remained no longer exclusive, particularly WWE TV shows or brands. Tim White was also released. He had become a WWE referee in 1985 and was also friends with Andre the Giant. He suffered an injury in 02 inside Hell in the Cell between Triple H and Chris Jericho at Judgment Day. White did return as a referee in WrestleMania 20 that injured his shoulder again, forcing him to end his career as a ref. White was count the final three. In December of 05, he did return to WWE as he made a controversial on-screen appearance response where he was responded and where Josh Matthews interviewed him inside the bar that he owned. He drank large amounts of alcohol and said that the hell in the cell between Triple H and Chris Jericho ruined his life. He took the shotgun out from under the bar and fired a gun intending to kill himself. 
This was considered tasteless in part due to the death of Eddie Guerrero a month earlier, which happened in, in November of 05. Bites lunchtime suicide stunts were used on WWE.com. Truthfully, John says he thought they were entertaining. This would become a regular segment on WWE's website and was given the name of Lunchtime Suicide. Oh, that's sick. Uploaded every Thursday at lunchtime. In these stunts, he scarfed down a box full of rat poison and fell over in his chair. He also hung himself, but the rope would break. He then threw a toaster oven in the bathtub trying to electrocute himself. Also slid in his wrist, suffocated himself with a plastic bag, trying to drown himself in a fishbowl, used another shotgun, being run over by, ran over by a car, hung himself with a phone, drank mad cow disease, used a heater car, banged his head on a fan, and a hitman shoot him. And the final two episodes, <clears throat> let's see, White did not commit suicide and and where he invited Matthews to a party at the Friendly Tap, the party on the wall. At the end of the video, Matthews was shot by White. The segments ended in April of 2006 immediately. Oh, thank God. Seven years ago today, we concluded at uh, 2011. TNA presented Genesis from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Okay. Mr. Anderson defeated Jeff Hardy to win the TNA World Heavyweight title after he beat Matt Morgan in a number one contenders match. Six years ago today, we put it at 2012. Yes. I'll be back. Okay, thank you, JD. WWE announced that the Four Horsemen and Edge would be a part of the 2012. Hall of Fame. And John, can you see if there's anything else? And I am laughing the way finally you see. Were you laughing? Where was the funny? <laughs> now you're going, uh, 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 whatever. I Okay, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, one, one one year ago today, right here, put it 2017, on Raw in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, boy. There was a big night. Some returns actually happened. Uh, believe it or not, Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak, <laughs> the heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. I was about to say the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie. That would have been funny. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, made his return to promote the resurrection of Gavin Stone and where he was interrupted by Rusev and Jim Mahal. And Enzo and Cass would aid Shawn Michaels. We talked about them a little while ago. Leading to a match with Cass taking on Jinder Mahal and Michaels hitting Rusev with Sweet Chin Music. It also featured the return of the, of the Undertaker as well 
as well in where he announced his participation in the 2017 Royal Rumble match. And Chris Jericho would win the U.S. title over Roman Reigns, meaning that Jericho has won every single WWE title. As you say, drink it in, man. The WWE title, the World Heavyweight title, the Tag Team titles, the Intercontinental title, the European title, the Hardcore title, and now the United States title. And the JD title. And the Fonzie title. Mm-hmm. Fonzie has a belt name that term. The Fonzie title. And John has one birthday to report here today, and it's a happy 27th birthday to Ruby Riot. So, John said that's all he's got for the history of birthdays here for. Uh, uh, oh, okay. And John says he'll be that he'll be that same age in about almost two months. Okay. Well, we'll be watching out for that, John. Yeah, thanks for letting us know about that. <laughs> And thank you very much for your history and birthday here for today. And JD, thank you very much, sir, for the rest of the news reviews here for tonight. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode four hundred and forty two of WWS Revolution. This is Tuesday, January ninth, two thousand and eighteen. Mister 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 the Ice Man, Jared Drolmo. The human suplex machine, John Gross, and the heartbreak kid, Fonzie, here with you here tonight. Uh, let me see. J.D., have you returned, sir? Yeah. They want to talk about another Super Bowl. I'm in the can. Okay. 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 <laughs> J.D.'s sitting on a can. I hope it's big enough for him. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's kind of terrible. I'm going to go ahead and first off read John's uh, thoughts on Monday Night Raw here. Uh-huh. Uh, stay right here. Uh, John says, "All right, uh, he's going to get on, he's going to get on what happened here on Raw." But basically, we kicked off the show with Roman Reigns, of course, talking about his match with Samoa Joe. And now, John, after he talked about Samoa Joe, he was going to say he was going to be in the Royal Rumble match. But Jason Jordan shows up in Bad Mouse Reigns and basically tries to kiss his butt, saying. If Samoa Joe messed with Reigns' friend, he messes with Jordan and Rollins. Jordan ain't a part of the Shield. There's another person that's a part of the Shield, and that's Dean Ambrose. Okay. And then Rollins comes out and leads to another argument between Rollins and Jordan when who should show up but the newly reformed club? Sandwich. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. I was a little bit hungry. Uh, and John, everyone knew what was going to happen there. Angle comes out and makes it a six-man tag team match. And John's trying to be like Teddy Long is saying, player. They like to butcher Teddy Long's gimmick. He says it's fun. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> all right. But not bad. That's not a bad impression there, John. Not a bad impression at all. That's... Uh, 
Johnson is already also all right. We have a tag team match between Sasha and Bailey to take on the Absolution. Sasha and Bailey get a well much needed victory over Absolution, bringing the momentum to the first ever 2018 Women's Rumble match. Yeah. Which, that's going to be pretty instrumental coming up at the Royal Rumble. I think you're being her son. John says it is indeed every woman for himself. Always. <laughs> I think you I think you mean herself there, John. Yeah. But we know what you're talking about. <laughs> John says he's got more. Okay, John, we'll we'll wait and hear what you gotta say. In your company. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Lord, I can make fun of that all day. The Woken the Matt Hardy finally makes his in ring debut and defeats Kurt Hawkins, in which Kurt's undefeated streak still continues. But not before he declares uh, in the Royal Rumble match. Fonzie uh, feels better, by the way. Yes. Matt's first ever uh, Royal Rumble match since 2010. So, Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy first won the number match in eight years. Man, that's man, interesting. Last time Matt was in the Royal Rumble match, he was eliminated by Kane very quickly. After Matt's after Matt's victory, Bray Wyatt comes out and, and they have what John calls a laughing match. Oh what? Oh Lord! You want to talk about you want to talk about wicked? That's wicked. Out there. John says he actually kind of likes calling it a laughing match. And then Elias finally sings without any interruption and introduces The Miz. Oh, Lord. God. Who wants to walk with Elias? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, neither. <laughs> Miz saying that he was, was going to come for the Intercontinental title. And so it is official. Miz versus Reigns. At the uh, 25th anniversary of Raw for the Intercontinental title, but is it going to be held at the Barclays Center or the Manhattan Center? I think it's going to be in Brooklyn. So we'll have to wait and see which one it is. So I'm sure that when it gets closer, everyone will find that out. So. John, John believes the match should be held at the Manhattan Center because the first time the IC title was on the line on the first Raw, I believe he said it was at the Manhattan Center. Well, that, yeah, between Shawn Michaels and Max Moon in January of 93. <clears throat> not before Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel give Miz some presents. Oh, yes, uh, by the way, uh, J.D. mentioned some participants in the mixed match challenge. It was scheduled to be Samoa Joe and Bailey, but since it was announced that Samoa Joe was injured, 
Elias has taken his place. It'll be Elias and Bailey. Oh boy. Oh God. Dave. I I feel bad for Bailey since all y'all said. Yeah. During the during the match, by the way, uh Bailey's gonna put her some earmuffs on. That way she won't have to hear him sing. Yeah. Or she won't be, she won't be giving hugs it. either. Uh, yeah, I think her arms are too small to get around, to get around that uh, frame. Uh, John says that a Chris White title match was probably probably one of the good matches. Had Cedric not hurt Enzo enough, Enzo busted himself open and he injured his leg, giving Cedric the win by countout. So that concerns Nia Jax. Nia checks on Enzo. Kurt Ding gets on the phone talking to someone else, saying they hadn't been in the ring for years, and that that and that. They would be a surprise entrant in the women's Royal Rumble match. Johnson does not know who it is. Johnson says he has a feeling. A feeling that it could be Lidl. It could be Trish Stratus. It could be Beth Phoenix. John says he hopes it's not Stephanie. He hopes to God it's not Stephanie. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody. Well, it's too bad, John. I hope I, I hope it's not because remember Triple H did it the other year and what happened ends up winning. Yeah, the, I know. <laughs> they come in, then he makes Cesaro and Sheamus a match to Royal Rumble for the tag team titles with Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Cesaro and Sheamus' rematch with Rumble has been added, but not before the competition. And that matchup is against the Titus Worldwide. And guess what? Titus Worldwide embarrassed him just before Angle made their rematch, signed, sealed, and delivered for the Rumble. Whoa! Really? Man, that is, that is something else. Wow. And Brock comes out, and Heyman, of course, does the talking for Brock. Just as they leave, all you know what breaks loose with Kane showing up. Oh, boy. I <laughs> Yeah. Hey, everybody been waiting to see that. Yeah. And then Brock and Kane get into it. Then Braun comes backstage, beats on Brock and Kane. And Braun, you never know what Braun can do. Oh, you got that right. Oh, we have one more match now listed for the Rumble. Go ahead. It will be Gable and Benjamin against Usos in a two out of three falls match. I guess for the SmackDown tag belts. Yep. Okay. I figured at some point. Chad Gable kept kept talking and all that. Somebody was going to end up listening to it. So, there you go. Well, he made his plea to, uh, <coughs> like I said, how I remind you. And Becky is under the rumble itself, too. So there you go. All right. Thank you, Judy. And then Braun tosses not only Brock and Kane through tables, but he grabs a grappling hook and just throws an entire stage onto Brock and Kane. John guesses Braun's going to have to pay the FedEx form are going to have to call Braun and even Vince with Stephanie, and they're going to all have to pay a large fine for this. 
as John has put it. All I got to say is, wow. Wow. Say it again. Wow. Wow. You got to say it like me. You say it. Wow. 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 Boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Samoa Joe and Rhino, the two, the two of course wrestlers in TNA, but so they haven't wrestled in WWE yet. for the Royal Rumble match, but when Charlie Caruso announces John Cena's name, let's see, uh, Joe gets upset and vows to threaten to eliminate John Cena if him and Joe are in the same ring. Well, obviously, JD, since you just now mentioned it, I don't think that might not have, that might not be a situation we get to see because obviously Joe's not going to be in it. Mm-hmm. So, and if Joe doesn't need surgery, you can you could very well follow through on his promise. Well, if he if he goes in there with a foot in it, he can't. He can't Probably never But. You know how these wrestlers are, they want to go all the time. They want the competition. They don't like sitting down or death and not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Nia Jax attacking Asuka with Alexa Bliss talking to Nia, but Asuka proving that Nia Jax is a dark horse to win the Rumble match. What the heck? John says he could see Nia get a lot of eliminations because she's an Amazon and she could get a lot of eliminations. It would not surprise me if the final two in the women's Rumble match was Nia and Tamina. That would be big. That would be good. I would not say that. Nia Jackson and Tamina. The two Samoan uh, Amazons. Yes. Oh, Tamina. That wouldn't surprise me at all. No each other left and right. Why not? Right? There you go. And the big main event between Roman Reigns, Jason Jordan, and Seth Rollins against the club, one of the best main event matches in years. Miscommunication between Jordan, Rollins, and Reigns allows the club to take advantage with Finn hitting Seth with his coup de gras. I about to say coup de grass. A coup de gras. Uh, just like SummerSlam 2016 in Brooklyn. When <laughs> the Miztourage comes out to attack Reigns, Jordan, and Rollins. Mm-hmm. Then Reigns a message that Miz is coming for his Intercontinental title, but John hopes that they put Miz versus Reigns for the title at the Manhattan Center. John doesn't think it's going to happen. But as they say in WWE, and y'all would agree, anything can happen. Oh, that's all he's got for his raw review. It's been one in two weeks from the big 25th, 25th anniversary of the uh, uh, John, thank you very much, there, sir. Fonzie, I'm going to let you go next. Just a couple of key points. About Raw, going to leave, leave a couple of interesting points. I haven't watched 
You haven't seen it, okay? Nope. Uh, but John did say he cannot wait to see all the legends show up. Oh, I can't either. I cannot either. Uh, JD, any couple interesting points about Raw? You want to look? Well, guess what? Uh, I think it's going to be more than a couple things because there's going to be a lot of venom spewing, so you might want to be ready, however. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Okay, go. Okay, go ahead there, JD. All right, so give me a minute here. I'll tell you in a minute here. Or... Not that. Okay, as we know, Raw was in Memphis last night. So we started out the show, of course, with Roman Reigns coming out, however, talking. And then who shows up but everyone's favorite little pissant, the little pipsqueak that he is, our Jason Jackass Jordan, who once again decided to stick his nose where it didn't belong as usual. Then Seth Rollins shows up, and then things get a little interesting when you have Finn and the club show up of Gals and Anson, which sets up our main event for the evening. Go figure. Uh, for, overall, the opening segment wasn't too bad, however, mind you. It was pretty interesting, but of course, the only thing that dragged it down once again was Jason Crybaby Jackass Jordan. Anyway, that leads us to our opening matchup of the night. Sasha Banks and Bailey with Mickey taking on Sonya non-cornrows non, no this week. DeVille. Mandy, the fake blonde bimbo rose, and of course, the Wednesday Adams, the coke-sniffing pale face page, if you will. <laughs> Sasha and Bailey, of course, end up finally getting a little retribution on Absolution. It was about damn time, because Absolution has had their number for the last few weeks, so finally, at least for one night, the boss, the huggable one, and the country singer got a little retribution on the blonde bimbo, Miss Cornrose, and the pale face let's just say, pale skin page. Anyway, that leads us to our uh, backstage vignette with Cedric Alexander and Goldust into doing a Rocky reference. I don't know who the hell thought of that. That was stupid. That was cheesy. It was hokey. It was dumb. I didn't like it. I thought it was a waste of time. Goldust thought he was Mick. Alexander thought he was Rocky. Go figure. (laughs) Anyway, they also announced later in the night that Goldust would be teaming up with Alicia Falks in the Mixed Match Challenge, which is pretty crazy. I don't know why she is joining up with him. I think that someone else could have gotten the better end of the stick here because I don't think Alicia and Goldust are going to do all that much, but you never know. Speaking of not doing well, that leads us to our Matt Hardy, Kurt Hawkins thing. Matt Hardy's new theme, in my opinion, is an absolute ridiculous thing. It is terrible. It is absolutely piss poor in every sense of the word. But, of course, he made short work of Kurt Hawkins, who I'm still surprised that even has a job in the WWE because this guy is a total utter jackass, and he should be on the unemployment line or at least bagging groceries somewhere else because this guy continues to be an absolute waste of space in two minutes. Speaking of waste of space, we then go to everyone's favorite from Pittsburgh, Mr. Guitar Playing Man himself, Elias, and who comes out but Bo Dallas, Mr. Dennis Hopper Wannabe, the Axe Man, and everyone's favorite reality star show, C-list suck actor, The Wiz. Yay! I'm so excited after six weeks I get to see this little pissant back on my TV again. I love you, Sir J.D. Michelle, listen to this. 
I don't care. She, she, she can disagree with me if she wants. But what happens? Oh, yeah. Miz says that basically that I'm back, however, and I'm going to take my IC title. You can believe that. Gee, Miz, why don't you have your head up Stephanie and Vince's ass a little bit more along with Hunter's? Because you love sniffing their asses real well, and I'm sure it tastes real well, too. Especially your boys, however. Give me a break. I mean, give me a break. Then you have Dallas and Axel pretend to give Ms. Gifts of a suit and a picture. Ah, gag me, please. Seriously. Speaking of gag, however, let's talk about the Cruiserweight matchup. Enzo and Cedric Alexander. Once again, Enzo turns out to be just like I said in the news, however, and like he said about Cass, however, he should be the one that becomes a little bitch because all he is is a whiny little prima donna bitch. And he should have the title taken off. He really should. Cedric Alexander is going to take that title off him soon, I feel. If not, someone else. I hope someone sooner or later basically puts a boot right up Enzo's mouth, however. It kicks it so hard, he'll be spitting more than blood out. Because I think he's deserving. He is nothing more than a prima donna. He continues to whine and bitch and say, I'm the greatest thing ever, and I'm the greatest ever. No, you're not, Enzo. No, you're not. You're a little pissant is what you are. Speaking of which, however, we then see Kurt Angle on the telephone talking to someone when the Bar Boys show up, however. And then, of course, we're wondering who the Bar face because apparently tonight, Sheamus and Cesaro have been granted a rematch against Seth and Jason at the Rumble, and Kurt says he will take care of them tonight. Mind you. But before that, here comes Miz, whining and bitching a convention again, saying I should deserve my rematch. And of course, Kurt gives in to him, as much as I hate to say it, at the 25th anniversary of the Raw show, which will happen in two weeks. And of course, he'll probably get it back, obviously, because he'll have his boyfriend help him, because he doesn't have the balls to do it by himself. And if he does have his balls, his balls are in his wife's purse, for that matter. Anyway, Seamus and Zara take it on Titus and Apollo. This was a little surprising to me. I'm surprised that the Titus Worldwide brand pulled off the upset like this because Sheamus and Zorro continue to do great as a team. And to give Titus and Apollo the victory along with Alexandria York 2018, a la 1991, Miss Dana Brooke, however, mind you, was a little surprising. But I think Sheamus and Zorro will get retribution on these guys next week. Now, the Brock Heyman Strowman thing. This was interesting, however. But I think, once again... It just goes to show you that however Brock and Heyman made their point, however, but what happens, however, Kane and Braun Strowman decide to take their best shot of laying out the beast. And it looked like Braun had his number. But once again, here comes the 50-year-old mayoral candidate of Tennessee, however, the big red machine, or should I say the big red pepper, if you will, as I'm calling him now, the pepper, because that's what he is, a big red pepper, however, because he thinks, however, everyone should bow down to him and he should chop everyone up. Well, guess what, however? Brock is going to be hungry come Royal Rumble, however. And after what happened last night with Braun, you can bet that he is now more angrier than ever. And I would hate to be in the shoes of Mr. Stroman and Mr. Kane, if you ask me. Speaking of which, we then go to Samoa Joe and Rhino. Okay, we know Samoa Joe's hurt, and it sucks. But what are you going to do? Injuries are part of the game. That's the way the cards are dealt sometimes. But once again, we have to have the Wendy's boy 
and the man beast who probably hasn't taken a razor to his face in weeks, however, learned how to shave at all, growing a Fu Manchu-style beard. And Samoa Joe makes short work of him by basically choking him out in less than five minutes. Basically, three minutes is how long this match. Then we have Alexa, Asuka, and Naya. Okay, another point to make here. First off, Alexa Bliss continues to be the most... I mean, she's a good champion. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying she's a fine champion. But once again, she loves to find a way to basically be nothing more than a blonde bimbo uh, bitch, basically, by stirring up trouble in any way she can. First off, she doesn't have the balls to admit it was her. Wait a minute. Hold on. What's that? Is that right? You think she's a blonde hair? Uh-oh. Hi, Michelle. You stepped on something you shouldn't she has, she has no. She lost to Oscar clean last week. She should get over and quit crying in her soup and saying, "I deserve this. I'm the greatest ever. You're a fine champion. Yes, you are. But guess what? How Oscar beat you last week. Quit crying. You were the one who stirred up trouble between you and Naya, and you know that <laughs> Naya's not going to take that from you, Alexa. She's come for you if not Oscar. But I'll, I'll, but Chad, go ahead, finish. Introducing Michelle, and I will continue to make my point. But I, I'm sure you agreed with me about the whole Enzo thing, Michelle, before you came on, of what he's been saying. Uh, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed. Uh, just in case you did not hear who that was, uh, let me go ahead and let, let me go ahead and let everyone know here. Uh, of course, uh, this is the, of course she goes by many many nicknames here in WWS. Of course, the Black Widow, the Lady of Professional Wrestling, of course, also a member of uh, King Classy. And uh, of course, the Attitude Duo, as well as of course, uh, uh, I can oh Lord, I can I can I can think of a, of a bunch more. Uh, but of course, of course, part of the, everything from uh, WWS Attitude Radio to WWS Wrestling Debate to WWS Women's Revolution to GFW uh, Main Event, and of course, all of our all of our main shows, <laughs> other main shows here in the radio network. She's also, of course, uh, the first two thousand. And uh, let's see, GAB, yes, 2015 <laughs> WWS Hall of Famer. She is the M to the L to the D. Uh, yes, that 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 sounds about right. That's correct. Uh, and uh, and she is the one and the only, the lovely, lovely Miss Michelle Lynn Dodds is not here with us. And now also coming in right under the wire here from our live video feed from the Facebook Wrestling Community. Is a uh, a another 2016 w, 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and a multiple title holder in our trivia championship series. She is the last kicker, Anne Marie Rickenbach. Uh, gentlemen, the ladies have now appeared on Revolution 442. Uh, Michelle and Anne, welcome. Yes. And now you're up shit's creek, JD, without a fucking... Hey, I'm going to finish up my... Okay, before, before we get to Michelle's raw review, I'm going to... If it's okay, so I don't mean to be rude, I was going to finish my raw review because I'll let you take over the floor next because I know you're going to have a lot no, to say. No, please, by all means, I'd love to bust your nuts some more. Go ahead and finish. I know, that's okay. That's okay. It's all good fun. But like I said, but like I said, getting back to Alexa, Oscar, and Naya. Okay. First off, you know that Alexa 
had a great match with her last week. And she did. But once again, she became just another victim. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. Nia's going to have her hands full, obviously, with Asuka next week. But it's going to show, once again, that Alexa has to cower, like the coward that she is, however, because she won't admit that she was the one stirring up trouble. Mind you, however, involving that whole thing. And I think, however, if they're going to meet again, however, before the Rumble, or come Rumble time, however, Alexa Bliss might be tossed out on her hind butt, shall we say, maybe. But speaking of hind butts, however, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next week. Now, the main event, I liked. It was good to see Bullet Club and AK Balor Club in fine succession. As Finn, Gallows, and Anderson have made it two for two now against Roman Reigns, the Architect, and the Jackass. And, oh. and, and the Jackass, I'm calling him now. I'm calling Jason Jordan officially a Jackass. I was a little surprised to see Finn get the pin on Rollins, but it only made sense. Now, after the matchup, we thought, okay, <laughs> this is where Seth and Dean were going to really, or not Dean, Roman, were going to give Jordan really chew his ass out. And they started to. But what happens? Oh, yes. We have everyone's favorite C-list actor and his little boyfriends, if you will, come in like a little bitch and decide to take out Seth, Jordan, and Roman. And once again, say, I am the awesome one, like he is. Okay. Uh, J.D.? Yes. Be nice there, mister. I'm going to be nice. But like I said, and I've said before, Michelle, he has not made one Hollywood good feature. All he's done is direct-to-video sequels, okay? That's his career. He's a great actor. Prove me wrong, then, and be in a decent action movie. Be in a Hollywood movie. Do, quit doing these C-list suck movies like The Marine and Sam's Little Helper, okay? You're getting your reality show because you and your wife, and I, like I said, I'm not saying anything bad about Maurice, and I do do that. I will admit that. But like I said... I imagine that both of you, however, and I want to congratulate you again on your daughter. Much love to you guys on that. That is a very cool thing. I'm not going to knock that. But I'm sure both you and Maurice there, Miz, basically had to kiss the ass of the USA Network just to get your own reality show. Okay? You had to do that, I'm sure. Just like you basically kissed Triple H's ass, just like you kissed Stephanie's ass, and just like you kissed Vince's ass. Because it's all about you. It's all about the Miz. I'm Mr. Rolling Stone, Wrestler of the Year. I'm sorry. There were better wrestlers of the year than Miz last year. I will say that first and foremost. And I will say one of them is a guy like Seth Rollins or someone like maybe a Kevin Owens. I'm sorry. That title should have given, been given to one of those guys than the Miz. I'm sorry. They had a better year than the Miz last year, in my opinion. But, like I said, coming up in two weeks, we're going to have Reigns and Miz again. And obviously we know Miz is going to win the title back because he doesn't have the balls to do it. He has to have his boyfriend help him and distract the referee because he doesn't have the guts to do it by himself. Now hopefully Kurt Angle's smart and leaves the boys in the back because I think, and I've been hearing, there is talk that Dallas and Axel might be going now with Elias because I think after what happened last night, you kind of saw a little bit. There was a little tension there, and Miz tried to separate them. But I think Dallas and Axel would be better with Elias than being with the C-list boy, however. But, again, that's just going to happen. We'll have to wait and see how that happens. So, last night, it was good, I will admit, in doses. 
Again, the club, I'm glad they've made it two for two, and they continue to impress me. I hope they continue to get behind Gallus, Anderson, and Balor. I think they've got something cooking here. At least I hope they don't put it on the back burner and then just let it fizzle out after a while. Like I said, as far as Enzo goes, I will say this, and I've said it before, and I'll keep on saying it again. He is nothing more than a punk-ass bitch. Get the title off of him. And just basically quit crying, okay? You talk about Cass being a bitch, okay? I'm, 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 I will tell you this before uh, uh, I um, can, I mean, I will tell this before I wrap it up here. And Michelle, I did mention this on the news tonight. I mean, there was a report that apparently uh, that Enzo called out Cass. And if you didn't hear what he said, I will tell you the words he said because you're going to find out very interesting what he said. He said he doesn't talk with Cass anymore, but this is exactly his comments. On his issues with Big Cass, he said this, however. This is one of the comments he said. I wish him nothing but the best. Am I going to do business with him? That's one thing, but nothing. How many times do I have to tell you that? Me and Cass don't talk anymore. I wish him nothing but the best, honestly. Nobody ever wants to see a guy get hurt because this is how we feed our families. This is how you do it. You get paid to wrestle, right? And the WWE provides great health care. When you're injured, they take care of you. And when you're not on the road, when you're not on the road, but you're not making the same money as the damn champ. Not when you're not on the road. Now this is where it really pissed me off, and about and I talked about this in the news about Cass on on Enzo trashing him on Twitter. This is what he said about him. I think what he said on Twitter after was completely classless. He can run his mouth all he wants on Twitter. We wants to make fun of me for my injury. When he got injured at Payback last year, I was there, right there escorting him to the ambulance, carrying him over my shoulder when he got injured in NXT. He broke his leg, and I literally carried him up the stairs of our apartment complex onto our couch, and I carried him back to the car when he had to go to physical therapy. Stuff like that. Literally carried him over my shoulder. And this happens to me, and he says this shit on Twitter. F him, dude. He's a pussy, and he thinks he's a tough guy. He can run his mouth all he wants, but he's a little bitch. He showed me the type of human being he is, the type of actual person he is. He's classy, and tell him he's a bitch. No, Enzo, you're the bitch, is what you are, my friend. You're a whiny little bitch that chased Neville out of the division because Neville was tired of your bullshit along with the rest of the locker room, and then you say... Oh, the guys in the locker room, however, were wrong for kicking me out of the locker room. No, they had every reason to kick you out of the locker room. Because you whine and bitch and bitch because you think you're the greatest thing ever in the cruiserweight division. Bullshit. That's why 205 Live's getting pulled off the air. That's why, because people are tired of your crap, that you continue to act like an absolute total tool in every sense of the word. The only one who doesn't consider you a total tool right now, and obviously you're smitten on, is Miss Con Candy herself, Nia Jax. And I think after a while, she'll get tired of your crap, too, just like everyone else in the locker room. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Holy God. Uh, we got two seconds going on here. Can someone open the window, please? I need some air. Oh. <laughs> we got another uh, one coming. So... Uh, J.D., you better watch yourself. We got Michelle Dodds coming in here. I need to Hold on, Mr. Smith. Michelle, do me a favor. Open up that window behind you and me, please. I need some air. Oh, man. Thank you very much. Michelle, in a... I know there's a bunch you might want to say, but in brief, anything you want to say about last night's wrong? 
Well, as I explained to JD earlier, unfortunately we lost power, so I had to watch um, little previews here and there on Facebook and whatnot and all that shit. But yep, there's things I got to say. There's plenty I have a lot to say. Um, I think that this shit with Jason Jordan is getting way the fuck out of hand. Um, I, I think um, they're bending over backwards to push him too freaking hard. I mean, it's, you know, bad enough they're pushing Roman uh, and have pushed Roman for years, and now they're doing the same fucking thing to Jason Jordan, and I'm sick of it. Mm. Um, so I really didn't get to see much, but I am going to say this, J.D., Yes. This is nothing but love and respect for you. Thank you. This is for you. Yes. Um, the Miz is talent to the end of time and back. The man okay. can talk his way out of a paper fucking bag. Um, and for the for as far as they're picking him to be Rolling Stones Man of the Year, I agree with it. I think it's a hundred percent well deserved. The man has had a hell of a career. He's going to continue to have a hell of a career. That's not going to change. Um, so, you know, and you're just going to have to learn to get on the bandwagon, buddy. It's not going to happen. You will never pay me to get on his wagon. I, he is like he's like the city of Cleveland, foul-smelling, and a piece of crap should be flushed with a crapper. I'm sorry. <laughs> you will never get me to join that. Sorry. Talking like that. Oh, man. But go on. Okay, anyways, um... Yeah, well, you, you think you say what you want to say, but, you know, that's pure talent right there compared to some of the shits that you like that aren't freaking talent from here to China. But anyways, uh, the Brock Kane and uh, Braun thing. So, as you all know, I was not a big Braun fan at the beginning, but I have become a bigger, bigger fan of his. Um, I respect him totally on a personal level. I think that man has the biggest damn heart to be such a big dude in, in world wrestling entertainment. I think he's amazing. But, 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 there's a but. You're putting him against my man, Brock Lesnar, um, which is a no-no, which is does not make the Black Widow happy. It makes her want to become a super bitcher, bit, super much of a bitch. Um, yeah, it doesn't make me very happy, but... I do think that the feud between those two, you don't need Kane in the freaking equation. I don't know why the hell he's in it. But let Braun and Brock go at it. I want to see those two big dudes tear the roof down. I want to see them tear the ring down, tear the roof down. I don't care until the, the last drop of blood comes from somebody's mouth. I want it to be that kind of fight between those two. But it ain't going to happen because you got Kane in the fucking mix. But anyways, um... I don't know what the hell WWE's doing. I'm going to say this, and I will shut up. I promise. But um, I haven't been on in, what, like a week? Shit, I got a lot to say. But um, uh, I don't know what WWE's doing. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, like I said, sick of the Jason Jordan story. Sick of my boys on SmackDown Live getting the shit into the stick, and the Usos are still holding the fucking titles. But yet, let's give Benjamin and fucking Gable another chance from here to China. No. It's bullshit. It, it's really these these shows are going down the shitter, honestly. If you ask me, now they got this mixed match challenge. Great idea, but why can't you do that while you're on the freaking air? Why do you have to put it on something different? Just another thing to make money off of. Prime case, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But it's a great idea. 
But you can do that on the main freaking shows. You can make intergender, you know, um, tag teams. It, it's not that big of a flipping deal. But obviously it is, so we have to do this separately. Um, what's another thing I was going to bitch about? Um, my mind Oh, and, and another thing, Roman, Roman holding the title, the IC title, we'll say it again, J.D., disgraceful to that title. 100,000% disgraceful to that title. Uh, you know, just like the Miz said, the champion, uh, what did he say? The title doesn't make the champion. The champion makes the title. And that's exactly what the hell it's all about. Well, I will agree. Okay, I will agree with you there. Yes, I will agree with that statement. Yes, he is right on that point. I will give him that one. That's what and it's not do. Roman Reigns. I'm sorry. No. Y- y'all can bitch and complain all you want. But nobody holds that title and, and makes that title what it needs to be other than the Miz. Sorry. That's just the true fact in hand right now. Well, Roman's I'll, not the answer. Dean Ambrose is not the answer. Well, I will say this. And I'll agree with you on both of that, but I will say this, though. If it's not those two, one person who is getting screwed over, and I do mean royally screwed over, you might agree, you might disagree, even though he's right now in a good thing with, with Gallows and Anderson, no, Finn Balor. No, I don't Finn. agree with you. Sorry, I don't agree I'm with sorry, you. Finn, Finn I think is better than this. I will back that he's up. Not, he's, he's not IC title material. He's not. He needs to hold the universal, which is what they should have kept him with if he didn't get injured, which no fault of his own should mm-hmm. happen. But here's a thought. Keep pushing the the Balor Club with those three. Yes, um, I agree. Let's, yep. put some, let's put some freaking tag team titles on them, bad boys, mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. Let's ride them till the end and see how this shit goes. Stop putting this shit on Dean and Seth. That's bullshit. I, I know. That's shocking coming from me because I lo- I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. But it's bullshit. Because you got one half of that tag team that's talent, and the other one is just a drag ass. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Um, But, yeah, they need some gold. I mean, if you need to freaking recruit from the God-blessed ring of honor and bring in Omega, bring Cody back, bring, bring something back to get this shit going, then let's do it. Let's make this shit happen because yep. I'm telling you what, WWE is really lagging ass on these shows lately. They're terrible, terrible. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. I don't know what's going on. Mike Bennett. Uh, so let's let's punish him because he had a fucking pain pill addiction. How many of them in their career did not have that shit problem? Yep. Or or steroids or any sort of drug. But you're gonna punish Mike Bennett and keep him off of the. The freaking card for any show at yep. all. Yep. That's bullshit. Yep. And guess what? You lost Cody Rhodes, um, and look at him now. And are, who's looking stupid? Vince McMahon and them. They the one looking stupid because his ass is sitting over there in ROH making all the big money. Chris yep. Jericho making all the big money, even if he is getting his ass whooped by Kenny Omega, which was bullshit too. That was a great match, by the way. You got to admit, that was a hell of a match, though. It was an awesome match, and it's I love them both. But so you, do I. It was great. It was you, awesome. Do not make, you do not make Chris Jericho lose. I'm sorry. He's a goat in this shit to me. Yep. You just don't make and, – and I love Kenny Omega. I think he's great, but Jericho should have not lost that match, period, point blank. I, I, I'm just – I'm really disgusted with WWE. It's like, it, it's like a rocky on-and-off relationship with these bitches, and – 
you know, one minute they get it right and the next minute they're screwing shit up. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm tired of it. And Impact Wrestling, don't even get me started on that shit. Because I'm about ready to drive my ass wherever to find Alberto Del Rio and deport to some bitch my damn self somewhere. <laughs> I'll help you. From Impact Wrestling. I'll help you. Because I'm sick of that son of a bitch. I really am. I'm sick of him. Um, you know, and one more thing I'm going to say is my boys, um, Bree Thongo, getting shit on. Getting shit on like no tomorrow. And they need to hold them fucking tag team titles. Do you think they're going to? No. Because they're going to push them stupid little Samoan pussy boys, the Usos. Sick of it. I'm tired of it. I want to see titles start changing hands. People, one more thing, Chad, and I swear to God, i shut up. All y'all people, not anybody on this panel included, all these people out here listening, y'all bitch, because Brock Lesnar holds the universal title, and if some bitch don't defend it, and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. What the hell did Jinder Mahal do when he held the damn WWE championship? He didn't defend some bitch like he was supposed to regularly, but they let him hold it till, till freaking forever. I mean, now he's not. But at the time, they were willing to not bring it all, that title off of that son of a bitch. But yet, let's piss on Brock. Let's, you know, let's bitch about Brock because he's not. But yet, look at what Jinder Mahal's doing. But yet, Jinder Mahal is golden in Triple H in them eyes compared to, you know, Dolph Ziggler. What the hell have they done to him? That's another thing. That's another thing that's pissing me off to no freaking end. That's going to be another great talent like Cody Rhodes that if you let leave, he will go to Ring of Honor and he will really make something out of himself and make you look like a stupid ass sitting there looking at him, watching him on the big screen on Ring of Honor. I'm done. It's just being, being inside, I need to do it a hard time. <laughs> I, I'm just so frustrated, dude. I'm frustrated. I just, it pisses hey, me off. But there you go. But there you go. Yeah. You know, J.D. JD keeps saying, well, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? Yeah, then I come back, and everybody's like, fuck, why'd she come back? No. Like like me, Michelle, you had a lot to say tonight, and we knew it was coming. I mean, I have have a lot more other shit to say, but you know what? Why am I going to piss in the wind and waste my breath on it? Because I can't change it, but it pisses me off. Like I said, you don't don't make Chris Jericho lose against, oh, Lord have mercy. Oh my God. Someone you, I mean, someone who goes by the fucking cleaner. You know, that's his name. It, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. get it. I, I just, I really, I'm going to start a petition on Facebook, and this is all I'm going to say, to deport Alberto Del Rio's ass. I want him gone. I want him out of the state. I want him gone. So do he I. Is, he is such a dick and an asshole and so many other names I could call him, but I'm not. And worthless talent. But yet these people just cheer him on like he's the greatest shit since sliced bread. Wrong answer. He's not. Well, let's let's think back. One more thing we'll say. Let's think back to when Dolph Ziggler cashing his money in the bank on Alberto Del Rio. When he's freaking um, uh, 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 one of those bones in his freaking body was broke on his leg. I can't remember what the hell the name of it is. His tip, tip fib was broken. And Dolph cashed in on his ass and got his title. Let's recall that shit. But yeah, Alberto Del Rio is just so fucking great. No, he's not. Pick a better person to freaking admire. He's shit. One thing I will say too, Michelle, you just talked about deporting him, Howard. Why don't we put him in Enzo and Amore in the same boat? 
Oh, I don't care. You can, yeah, I don't care. You can do that. Because, I mean, like I said, like I said, I'd like you. I am sick of Enzo kvetching and bitching and pissing him off. And the way he came off in that interview with Graves last night, like I said, I saw a clip of it, and the way he said in that interview today, that I read off 411 Mania Hour, it shows that just like his character, and Anel talked about this earlier, however, with me today, and Fonte, that you did, and so did John, however, he is nothing more than an arrogant dick. He is becoming more of a dick on camera. He's becoming more of a dick off camera with his character. He's in character all the time. He can't turn it off. And he had, I mean, Cass had every reason to say what he said a while back about him being the way he is. Because he talked about that with Sam Roberts, I know, on his radio show. Uh, I mean, really, seriously, besides me and J.D., because I know how J.D. feels about Alberto Del Rio, is anybody else on this panel a fan of his? Uh... uh I I don't think about him every time I eat a burrito. Uh, uh, but uh, I just want to say you'll cut it Taco Bell. I don't want to say you'll cut it Alberto Del Rio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to lighten the mood here, guys. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, okay. I'm, hey, I'm pissed off. One thing that these people do not want to piss me off about is wrestling because I go off and I don't know when to shut up. Okay, uh, Michelle, uh, let, 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 let's put you in the dream sequence now. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, oh, yes, Batista, Brock, and Kevin Nash in bed with you. There you go. Uh, think about oh, it. Oh, yeah, well, keep that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're going to see uh, Batista at the Rumble, I feel. And the next time you wake, and the next morning you wake up, their tights are laying right beside you. Whoa! <laughs> there you go. Okay, but to make one quick point about what you said about Jinder Mahal, Michelle, uh, him holding the WWE title. On uh, one time, I'll say about that is thank God he did not hold that belt when Starcade came to Greensboro after Thanksgiving. That's all I got. Yeah. So if he did, that would, that would have been that would have been ugly. So there you go. And I know Bobby and I can tell you that was an ugly sight there too during that match. So there you go. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is a hot episode 442 of WWS Revolution, <laughs> Tuesday, January 9, 2018. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the American Dream, Dixie Gross. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, uh, guys, just to call it a, 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 a few little minutes here, if you like. How about a little wrestling trivia? Uh, how about that goes one at a time here? Um, so that way. Jack, can I say something, Chad? Go ahead. Uh, I'm not a fan of Doctor Daria. I'm not a fan whatsoever. But you know what? I gotta agree with Michelle. Whatever yeah. she says, I gotta agree with her. Seriously. Right. Um, but. Uh, don't don't mess don't mess with her boys. That's all I gotta Ooh. say. JD, yeah. JD, I told you don't mess with her boys. Told I you know. Don't mess with the moose. Told you that she was listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I agree. I agree with you, Fonzie, one hundred and ten percent. Yes, indeed. Do not mess with any <laughs> any wrestlers that are the exclusive property of the Black Widow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, and, and to show how nice we all are, we're going to start with Michelle. Uh, 
Yeah. I hated to start with this question, but I'm forgetting Michelle. I did not choose this. The computer randomly selected this question. Oh God. So forgive me. For, yeah, that's why. That's why when I saw this. That's why. That's why I said. <laughs> what is John Cena's famous catchphrase? Oh, for fuck's sake! You can't see me. Absolutely right. You can't see me. Okay, let's see. Wait a minute. All right, wait. No, I, I don't. I won't wrestling. I don't want anything else. I forget. For I tell you, what, I know we did these before, but I'm gonna do this again because I thought this was kind of fun. From the and JD, you remember these from OnlineWorldOfWrestling.com. We're going to yeah. do one at, each one at a time here. This time, MLD is in the mix here. So, Michelle, forget that last one I asked. We're going to give you another interesting one here. Okay. Uh, yeah, and we got like we got several pages of this. Um, I actually got one big page of this. Uh, there's a lot of them here. You know what I'm talking about here, uh, JD. So, OnlineWorldOfWrestling.com. Okay. Y'all did these before, but we'll just have a little fun with them again. Okay. Uh, okay, Michelle, we'll start with you. <clears throat> and, there, and Michelle, we'll tell you some of these do not have any choices. Okay, I'll let you know about that. Uh, okay, so think very carefully, Michelle. When Big Van Vader made a surprise appearance for TNA in 2003, who did he save from a beatdown? 2003? Yes. He came out to save somebody from being uh, double teamed. I think triple teamed, I think. AJ Styles, I believe. No. I'll go ahead and I'll wait. Take your time. Uh, 2003. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm going to say AJ Styles. I have no freaking clue. <laughs> To show your mummy must be sapphire. It was Dusty Rhodes. Oh no, God! I should be freaking. Yeah, he, Vader came out to, to help Dusty against the Harris brothers. I think it was. Oh fuck! I should be. Mad. When Dusty confronted Vince Russo, I think it was. Yes. Yes, I remember that now. God. All right, JD, you're up next. All right. Who was Ringmaster Steve Austin's opponent at WrestleMania 12? Savio Vega. Absolutely right. Uh, Fonzie, you're up next. By the way, Michelle, uh, I hope Hale had a great. I, 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 by the way, I hope Michelle, real quick, Hale had a great birthday. Yes, he did. Excellent. And, excellent, very good. And Fonzie, I'm gonna I'm gonna reword this question a little bit. This asks for the exact date of something, but I'm gonna just ask you if you know at least. If you come close to the year, I'll give it to you. Okay, that's fair enough. What was uh, What was the year? that Stephen Regal began using the name William Regal in the WWE. Close, very, very close. And, 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 and I'm not joking here, very, very close. 2000, actually. That was a good That's right. September 18th, uh-huh. we start using William Regal. All right, uh, John, we haven't forgotten about you there, my man. You're up there in the chat box. <clears throat> Question number four. Uh-huh. Yes. Who was Goldberg's first opponent on a WWE pay-per-view in 2003? Oh, God. Is it 2003? Uh, 
let's, let's, let's see what, John, you're correct. It was The Rock. Remember, Backlash 03 was Goldberg's first WWE paper. And he faced The Rock. And he faced my cock. I mean, The Rock. Oh, crap. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, Michelle, this is another one. This is a classic. Uh, wait, wait, Chad, isn't Ann on still? Well, we lost the video a little while ago. and oh, okay, I, She did come on, but she didn't pop back on for the. I got a second video going, but she hasn't oh, okay, I didn't on. know. Oh, just a second. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought she was still. She still was, and I'll have to apologize for her later. Uh, she might come up to me in my probably. Uh Yeah. <laughs> but <clears throat> and Michelle, here's your question. This is a classic question. We'll say, who did Randy Savage defeat in the finals of the '87 King of the Ring tournament? Uh, yeesh. I mean, I know, it's, as I said, it's a classic one. Randy oh, Savage. Um, I'm going to say Ric Flair. Good guess. King Tom Bundy. Hmm. Yeah, this was this was before Flair came to the WWF or whatever you want to call it. All right, J.D., here's a classic one for you. I think you might know this one. Let's give it a try. All right. Well, uh, excuse me. How Thank loud was that belch? It was about, uh, never mind. Three seconds. <laughs> now, here's the question. What was the entrance fee? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was funny. That, 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 that was you're asking, that's funny when that happens. Oh, now they're saying, the, oh, I'm reading right now, apparently. Now, now they're saying, apparently, the Boogeyman, yeah, John was right. The Boogeyman, the Million Dollar Man, Brother Love, and a bunch of others are coming in to uh, the 25th anniversary show. <gasps> yes. Michelle is coming to get you. Yes. Okay. I know. But Michelle's definitely going to love hearing DX, the Dudleys, and yes, Hall and Nash are going to be there. They are advertised along with Ric Flair, too. It's going to be a party in two weeks of Well, let's see. I think from what I heard, he's been doing rehab pretty well since the knee surgery, so hopefully he's starting to get around a little bit since he had to get a whole new knee. I've seen no pictures. It was, it, was a nasty, it was a nasty ordeal, too. The you know what? Nasty. Michelle's going to love this, too. If his knee's 100%, if he can do it, hopefully he can power up on Jason Jordan. And if not, have oh, the Dudley put him through a table, please. Anything. Oh, yes. Have the Dudley put him through a table, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't with me on that. <laughs> J.D., here you go. Go. What was, the, what was the interest music used by the Fantastics? Oh, crap. I just heard this tonight. Um... Shit, it's an 80s tune. I should know this. No, no shitting on the air. Fantastic was... I'm going to shoot myself once I hear the answer. I can't remember. I know it, but I can't pitch. I can pitch. My <laughs> Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. That's it, Sharp Dressed Man. That was Jimmy Garvin's name, too. I should have known that. Darn it. Okay, Fozzie, here's your question. Bruno San Martino wrestled his last match at a 1987 house show, teaming with what wrestler against King Kong Bundy and One Man Gang? Ricky Steamboat? Good guess. Hulk Hogan. Son of a 
Yeah, Mark Pino came there with Hogan at a house show in 87. I never would have thought I'd seen that. Okay, John, here is your question. <clears throat> Who won the eight-man Gold Rush tournament on Raw in May of 2005? <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> <clears throat> da, 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 da. Oh, shit. I got an old country song in my head, sorry. Let's have to see if John, uh, John is, uh, I guess he's still trying to think about what the answer is. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. John, are you still with us? No, John, it's not Roman Reigns. Wake up. Oh, my God, he's an only. I have him still on here. Uh, uh, I don't want him to I don't want him to miss this question. Uh, he might have went to the shitter. Oh. Well, he probably, well, he didn't say. Normally, he would tell us if he had to step away, but he didn't say anything. Although, John, no, he, he's still here. Uh, John, did you hear the question? All right, I, I have to repeat the question. John did not hear it. Okay. John, here's the question. Who won the eight-man Gold Rush tournament on Raw in May of 2005? That's an only goodie. John, you're correct. It was Edge. All right, Michelle. We go back to another topic. All right. During the late 1980s, George the Animal Steel began bringing a raggedy puppet mascot to the ring with him. By what name did he call this item? Oh, shit. <laughs> I know it was not called that. Did you say George the Animal Steel? His little teddy bear or whatever? I think that's what they're talking about. Raggedy puppet mascot is what they said it was. Yeah. Oh fuck! Fuck if I know. Um, uh, Freddy. I don't know. <laughs> no idea what Nelly called. It. Believe it or not, it was called mine. Mine, mine. Oh, mine, yeah. Mine. yeah, yeah. But um, and JD, here's another classic one here for you. Mm. On the May seventh, nineteen eighty-six episode of Tuesday Night Titans. Mr. Fuji and Don Morocco premiered on a new soap opera segment called what? Fuji General. You're close. Fuji Vice. Ah! I should have known that one. Darn it. Yeah, but that was, but you're close. That wasn't that one of them. Yes. 
Uh, Fonzie, you're, Fonzie, this might be a little bit more recent. We'll see if, we, let's see if you know this one here. Uh, when Mark Merrow turned heel and split with Sable in the WWF, who did Merrow choose as his new valet? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Oh, no. Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, Jacqueline that was inducted into the Hall of Fame by the Dudley. Yeah, same one. All right, John, you're up next again. In 2000, Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell won a tournament for the WCW Tag Team Titles. Who did they defeat in the finals? Ball number one and ball number two. And ball number three. <laughs> in other words, the team was called Eyeballs. <laughs> Real quick, though, this is totally off the subject. We usually do this for Wednesday night, though. I will say this, though. I think, uh, well, I'm sure if anyone didn't hear, but if they did hear, I'll mention it anyway. Uh, Jerry Van Dyke, the brother of Dick Van Dyke, passed away over the weekend. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah, he did this right for a while. I had a friend who, uh, I have a friend, my one friend know, uh, was, uh, who has a friend who knew uh, Jerry Van Dyke. Yeah, he passed away at the age of 88, unfortunately. Already six. Yeah, 86 or 88, but I just watched some old Coach episodes over the weekend. However, in fact, I watched the one that was really funny. Was What was it? Uh, the one whatever... Uh, they, I think it was whenever, uh, what was it, uh, they were in the Patriot Bowl in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. It was so cold, it was like a blizzard. But the other one I watched was whenever uh, he first uh, slept with uh, Hayden's secretary, Mrs. Rizzendo, which is so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. And John is correct. The answer to that to his question is Rick Flair and Lex Luger. Thanks, John. Uh, Michelle, here's, a, Michelle here, here's another one right here. Oh, excuse me. With whom did Rick Martel form a tag team known as the Supermodels in 1995 in an attempt to get back in the WWF? Um, I have no clue. Don Callis. Mm, yeah, don't know him. <laughs> All right, J.D., another classic one here for you. Uh, Owen Hart, as the Blue Blazer, made his WrestleMania debut at WrestleMania Five against who? <sighs> Owen Hart, WrestleMania Five. Terry Taylor? You're going to kick yourself in the rear, and Michelle's probably going to do it, too. It's Mr. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, oh, time. I'm definitely going to kick that ass. <laughs> I have the Steelers tattoo. Never mind. Fonzie, you're up next. Um, and this is Fonzie, you actually have the first question that has choices. My goodness. Okay. So listen very carefully, Fonzie. Okay. What uh, are the only tag team titles that the Killer Bees won as a tag team? The WWF tag belts, the AWA tag belts, the UWF tag belts, or the Florida tag titles? Um, 
I don't know. The UWF. Yep. Well, they want to pack I, I knew that one. I always yeah. get hard questions. I'll help you out a little bit. 
he was he was in WWE is a trainer, but he has a nickname, No Laughing Matter. JD, I have to emphasize. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. I emphasize here. I said a WCW pay per view. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was that was my fault. Sorry. (laughs) JD, you're fired. (laughs) I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint here. He was a fellow football player. I'm a football player. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh God! Now they're at, if that's not all, guys, you're gonna love this too. Not only is Brother Love and the Boogeyman gonna be on Teddy Biasi, but now the Godfather, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh! And are you ready for everyone's Wait. favorite? Yep. And how about this? Everyone's favorite. People power, John Laryngitis. Oh, he's got a people power. Oh, no, get out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they got a lot of big names coming in for the anniversary show. Yeah, Godfather, Brother Love, Boogeyman, Teddy, Long, D.B. Aussie, Laryngitis, Sergeant Slar, besides Taker, Austin, DX, J.R. the King, the Dullies, Ric Flair, Hall and Nash, the Bellas, New Age Outlaws, and the APA. The APA? Damn. So it's going to be a big celebration in two weeks in Brooklyn. Okay. Bob, did you, did, right. you find yeah. it? did you have an answer? He's a football. He was a former football. He was a. Other than like Goldberg, he was a he was a former football player. There, I'll rephrase it. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shoot myself in the. In the head right now. If I get this wrong, I probably when you say it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Oh my god! I should know that. I don't know. Steve Mongo McMichael. Steven? What is it? Mongo. Steve, Steve Ma- McMichael. Steve McMichael. Mongo. Oh my god! You gotta be kidding me. Okay, John. Here's your here's your question. What two wrestlers did Eddie Guerrero defeat in a three-way to capture the IWA Mid-South title in 2002? Uh, Yeah, it's coming up Brooklyn. One of them right. John, you got one of them right. He says one of them was, in fact, CM Punk, but the other one was Ray Mysterio. He said our truth. He was close. Uh, All right, Michelle, here we go. I think you might might know this one, Michelle. We'll give this one a shot. Who was the first wrestler to win the WWF world title under the management of Mr. Fuji? Mr. F- <clears throat> Who was the first one? Yes. The first wrestler to win the world title under Mr. Fuji's management. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Yoko Zuna. I'm 
Okay. And speaking of CM Punk, I did mention this. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but they're teasing the video, and it's probably just a tease, but you never know. They're talking about CM Punk actually showing up, too. Yeah, right. That ain't going to happen. (laughs) If it does, he'll hold the show hostage. Uh, J.D., what promotion did the Bad Breed, Ian and Axel Rotten, originally form a tag team in? (sighs) That would be... Uh, ECW? Global Wrestling Federation. Mm. And you're triple fired. Uh, triple fired, yes. I will take it. Uh, okay. Uh, Fonzie, who won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 22, which was taped for the DVD home release? <sighs> Sorry, guys. I always get these hard questions all the time. I never get easy ones. You're trying. I know. Yeah, but I want to at least, if I want to know, like, what was Uh, the WrestleMania 22? Yes, I've got a good, and I've got a pretty decent hint for you. He was the, he was, he was, he was wearing the biggest set of pajamas you ever did see. Biggest pajamas? Yep. Yeah. 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 Shit. Uh. He was also a king before he was called this. I'm going to say no goddamn doink the clown. Oh, no. Viscera. Big Daddy V. Oh, my goodness. Well, I said he was, he was a king first. He was, oh, he was King yeah, Mabel. Yeah, King Mabel. King Mabel. Yeah. Uh, John, here is your question. All <sighs> his career, Shawn Michaels formed the tag team known as American Force with what wrestler? <sighs> oh, quit it, JP. I know, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Michelle Linda. <laughs> Wait, what have you? No, I'm I'm saying something stupid, Michelle. Don't don't pay attention. Uh, oh, I thought she was wrong. The answer to that question was Paul Diamond, by the way. If you haven't heard of that. Okay, Michelle, uh, let's see if you might know this one. Who was Kurt Angle's opponent in his final WWE TV match before he jumped ship to TNA. Oh, wait. Before he went to TNA? Yeah. Yes. Oh, shit. I thought you were saying it. Damn. Um, damn. <laughs> huh. uh, oh, I know this one. I will tell you, Michelle, he was known for getting a little extreme. Edge? Sappy. Taboo. At you. <laughs> uh. All right, J.D., let's just see if you know this one here. Go ahead. What, what wrestler wrestled Fritz Von Erich in Fritz's 1982 retirement match for the American title? King Kong Bundy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, uh, Fonzie, we got some points for you. So listen very carefully to this question. Which of the following four wrestlers 
was not defeated by The Undertaker at a WrestleMania. This is breathing. Was it King Kong Bundy, Ric Flair, Mankind, or Triple? Oh, no. Mankind. All right, John, who was responsible for for the primary training of WWE of, I guess you could say, currently former WWE superstar, Batista? Mm. Michelle wants to take the credit, but we have the audio. Yes, yes. Yeah, forgive me for saying that. Uh, No, it's all good. Uh, John, the answer to that is Wild Samoan Appa. He actually said Ric Flair, but uh, that was Wild Samoan. All right, Michelle, um, I would like to switch uh, with JD on these last two questions before we go. Before we go here, and I'm going to give Fonzie and John two more. Then we'll call it a night here. So, JD, I'm going to let you go first, and then I'll get Michelle. No, let think, her take it. Well, this is an older one. I think you might know it a little oh, bit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Michelle, I'm not saying you don't know anything, my dear, but just, just to help you out a little bit later on. No, that's fine. All right. Uh, J.D., uh, J- I can't talk. <clears throat> uh, Barry Horowitz briefly worked for WCW in 1990, forming a tag team with what legendary wrestler? Tommy Wildfire Rich? Moondog Spot. Moondog Spot. What a uh, name. Michelle, Michelle, you might know this one. Um, I think, let's give this one a try here for you. I would, I'm doing it with a test, Michelle. That's why I did that. It's a test. Uh, Michelle, which rest, which of the following four wrestlers was not a member of the triad in WCW? DDP, Canyon, Chris Candido, or Bam Bam Bigelow? The triad? Yes. There was three guys that was that was had had this group in WCW. Which one of these four was not in that recent? Oh, holy shit, Batman! Um, <clears throat> Riot. I'm gonna say Bam Bam Bigelow wasn't one. It was Chris Candido. I should have said they actually called it the Jersey Triad. Uh, oh, I that, yeah. that was one reason why I think it was because they all of them were from up north, I think. And Bam Bam could be in the Hall of Fame this year. I hope he is. He deserves to be in it. Yep. Yeah. A good guess, Michelle. Very good guess. Uh, Fonzie, here is your question. Uh, at, at WrestleMania 10, Randy Savage defeated Crush in a match with what stipulation? <laughs> That they don't cut his balls off. <laughs> <laughs> he neutered him. Uh, I didn't get it. Let me see. Uh, 
this type of match, Fonzie, I can tell you, has three words in the type of, in the name of the match, and I'll give you the letters. I'll give you I'll give you the first letters of each word, and that might kind of help you. I hope it does. F C A. S C A. F F as in your nickname. C yeah. as in A as in apple. Oh, my. You're saying you, you have no idea? Nope. Balls count anywhere. Oh, my goodness gracious. Great balls. Uh, I balls on fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Michelle did not want to hear that. Uh, John, you get the last one here before we call it a night. Um, what universally known recording artist has been best friends with Jim Brunzel of the Killer Bees for over 20 years? And Michelle had to leave us here for the night. Uh, we do thank her for coming on. I guess her phone might probably died, I think. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Michelle. Love yes. you. Yes, Michelle, we love you. We had a good time tonight. It was definitely a good Tuesday tonight. <laughs> Uh, John, John, the hint is uh, born in the USA. <laughs> Come on, John. I think right that's, up your alley. Yes, and, and that's right, John. It was, in fact, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. Yeah. Yes, the boss. And if Michelle comes back on tomorrow night, we'll, do, we'll probably do some of these. We'll do these again. Uh, okay. we, did, we did these before without her, but we'll do some. We'll do. We'll wait till she comes back on to, to do some more of these right here. On that, yeah. note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, John has already. Uh, uh, John said he didn't have any thoughts, but he said John Lauren Nice on Lauren Nice on Raw Twenty Five. He hates it. That's the point of view. There you go. And John said he'll see us tomorrow. Okay, John, we will see you then. Thank you very much. And he's already left us for the evening. Uh, J.D. or Fonzie, anything else you wish to add, gentlemen? Uh, J.D. I don't know. What do you win? Oh, I'm going to say. (laughs) I'm going to say. Step on a train and people power. you got to be kidding me. People power. (laughs) <laughs> the 25th anniversary. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Let me tell you something. This people power has is what, is what it takes to run the whole train. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, J.D., are you back uh, with us here? I'm still here. I'm just listening. Okay. Uh, Let me tell you uh, what it's uh, no, I have nothing else to add, but I will be back tomorrow, however, and like I said, how I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their evening, however, and like I said, I'm just uh, enjoying myself right now. Oh, there you go. Well, that sounds good. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we, we do thank you for joining us here tonight for a very explosive and informative episode 442 <laughs> of the <laughs> Tuesday, January 9th, 2018. Uh, I am, of course, Mr. WSW, Chad Hinshaw. 
Of course, I do want to thank the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Super Machine, John Gross, uh, the American Dream, Jesse Rose, if you will. You know, <laughs> the Heartbreak Kid, Foxy, for joining us on here, as well as we did have some fun, and we had some big-time blood blood pumping discussion here. That's all i got to say, because it, it got intense here tonight here, folks. And, and of course, uh, yeah, and that's why that's why I'm glad that someone opened opened the door and opened the window. It was getting stuck here. <laughs> so yes, indeed. Uh, on that note, here, folks, be sure to join us tomorrow night for, of course, uh, WWS outside the ropes. Myself and JD will bring you the latest pop culture news. Plus, also the Madness Kingdom will be bringing you WWS wrestling debate from eight to nine. And then, of course, Revolution will be back on with our live video feed coming from NWA US built on tradition as we will talk about tonight's edition of SmackDown. Oh, in addition to some news and views and history and birthdays, and, uh, and who knows what else will happen, but I know we'll have a big old time like we did here tonight. Remember, Outside the Ropes is 141387-pound. Wrestling Debate is 139925-pound. And, of course, here, Revolution, 138055-pound. Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. But we are two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Gentlemen, thank you very, thank you very much for coming on here tonight. Take care of yourselves and each other. We will see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. God bless everyone. And have a terrific evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Take care. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.